Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, fellow junkers. My name is Nancy Cowles. I am a shop owner in Phoenix, Arizona. I have about a 5,000 square foot store. We like to say it's filled with one of a kinds and hard to find. We got a little bit of everything for everybody. I think one of my favorite things is when people come into the shop and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that. Where did you get it? And I always look at them and I say, it doesn't just appear. And that's the name of this podcast. It doesn't just appear. I'm going to bring in some different pickers from all around the United States. Everything has a story behind it. When you find a piece, it's not always just about the period it's from, it's how it got to its destination. What work we had to do to this piece before we brought it to our markets, to our shops, to our stores, online, wherever we find our fabulous stuff, there's a story behind everything. Today I'm excited because I am at Porter Barn Wood with Thomas Porter. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. How Good. are you doing? Good. Thank you for um, letting us come over to this. What are we? What, can you explain where we're sitting right now? We are in the second floor of my vintage cabin. It's a, a cabin that we tore out of uh, Roughsdale, Pennsylvania, that was built originally in 1760. So we're sitting in the, it's the second floor of a log cabin in the middle of my showroom. In the middle of the showroom. So yes. if people hear a little bit of noise in the background, that's because... You guys are in full production right now. Oh, yes. Yeah, with the shop is rolling, we are building tons of stuff out there. So if you hear a few uh, tools or people talking in the background, it's just business as usual around here. I mean, I wish you guys could see this. And actually, we're going to give you the address so you can come down here and see this. Yes, please. Um, it is a... It's awesome. I mean, I'm sitting in a cabin in the middle of downtown Phoenix. Mm -hmm. right? I think this is probably one of the oldest structures that's in Arizona right now. Is that right? Yeah, and, and mostly just because I brought it here from an older part of the country. But this, this cabin predates America. Wow. So it's pretty neat to be sitting in this kind of history up here and makes you feel like you're not in Phoenix anymore. And when you brought this in, I just happened to come down to your, what do you call this, a shop? Yeah, our okay. show. Well, this part is the showroom. We have a shop attached to okay. it. Okay, yeah. and you guys were building it, and mm -hmm. it was amazing. Yeah, the, the Mennonite gentleman who helped me tear it down, we actually brought his whole family out here. And uh, him and myself and a few other guys in the shop, we put this cabin back together the way it originally stood. It was completely mapped out, and we rebuilt it uh, just as you saw it back east. So. And normally you tear down stuff, and here you are building something in your showroom. Oh, yes. Our whole <laughs> life is tearing down and building. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let um, you tell everybody a little bit about yourself. So, okay, there you go. Well, Porter Barnwood uh, is a reclaimed wood uh, materials supplier. We're also a full custom shop for woodworking. Uh, in addition, we also are Porter Ironworks. We have our blacksmith uh, group where we manufacture custom metalworks, both modern and uh, traditional blacksmithing techniques. Uh, then we also have our concrete studio called Our Block Co. And we do concrete countertops and sinks and our own line of custom breeze blocks. So there's a lot going on. All of this falls under the umbrella of what we call Thomas Porter Creative. It's just okay. a, a bunch of my creative outlets that I need to get out of my system. <laughs> and we've built really comprehensive shops around all of those. And you don't just build in Phoenix. You build all over, correct? Oh, yeah. We're shipping stuff all over the world. Um, Really cool stuff. A lot of the sliding barn doors you'll see on people's Pinterest page, are a lot of them are ours. You're going to see a lot of uh, dining tables and restaurants. We build out a lot of restaurants, a lot of wood walls, flooring. I did um, see a lot of flooring. Um, yeah, recently some really fun reclaimed wood floors. Beautiful. 
The real kind. That's <laughs> Yes, I know. Not the engineered, the real kind. Yes. So if somebody wants to see some of these photos, do you have a website? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? What kind of social media do you got going on oh, there? Oh, goodness. We have tons of stuff. So we've got www.porterbarnwood.com. Uh, that's where you're going to find probably the most pictures of all of them at the moment. Uh, we also have porterironworks.com, and then we have ourblockco, which is O-U-R-B-L-O-C-K-Co.com. Uh, and you'll find us on Instagram under those same handles. All one word, Porter Barnwood. All one word, Porter Ironworks. And all one word, our block co. Perfect. Thank you. You guys might hear a little noise in the background. That's because we are, like I said, in his shop and they are working. So you might hear a little bit of background noise. But that's, that's what happens when you visit a shop that's uh, busy all the time. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So obviously we kind of know what you like to pick because this is all about picking. And you love to pick Barnwood, correct? I love picking barnwood. So I, I do fly back east and look at different loads. I, I visit different cabins and barns that we're going to be tearing down. Um, it's gotten to the point now where we bring in so much barnwood mm -hmm. that I can't see them all, but I have some really wonderful crews back east. It's actually part of the business that I keep the most secret. Oh. Uh, not that I'm not going to tell you a few little snippets in my shop knows how I get the stuff that gets here. Is that right? Nobody. Uh, so, well, let me ask this question. <laughs> so when you, because if some people aren't familiar exactly what we're talking about, you're going to get on a plane, you're going to fly to some countryside, okay? Mm -hmm. You do you walk around looking for barns and knock on the door and go, uh, hello, can I have your barnwood? Or do you find these online? Are they auctions? Can you tell us that at all? So I can tell you that it is never the same. Okay. Uh, Everything changes, and uh, it's obviously become a lot more competitive in the last decade. So luckily, we started in doing Barnwood uh, you know, about 10 years ago and, mm -hmm. and have established a pretty good name for ourselves. So people who are hesitant to deal with someone who's new, who doesn't know what they're doing, uh, they're more likely to call us. And so we've been blessed to have a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, we've got a structure here. We've got the structure here. I've got these materials here. And, and I'm an opportunist. So I will uh, seek out, uh, you know, any, any business owner will tell you, you make your money on the buying side. And I will try to look for deals, look for opportunities. We've had some really great opportunities come our way because of, you know, uh, development. Uh, sometimes there's these beautiful old barns back east that, uh, that are just in the way they're, right. they're in great shape and you definitely don't want to see them just trashed. A lot of times they'll take these and, uh, cost too much to demolish the barn, uh, or to, or to take it apart responsibly. So they'll dig a big hole. They'll light the barn on fire and push oh it goodness. into the hole with a, with a bulldozer and bury it over. And it's just so sad to see that happen. Because that wood is how old? I mean, what's... Oh, most of these are turn of the century barns, meaning like the early 1900s okay. or earlier. Right. In, in Pennsylvania and some of the portions of Kentucky where we've taken stuff, we've seen things that were like this barn. It would predate America. And you don't want to lose that stuff. Not not just to burning it and throwing it in a pile. You want to get done. And it's unfortunate. I, um, I think that... Um, Unfortunately, you can't just move a barn. Yeah, a lot of times people here, especially in Arizona, are not going to just move a barn from Pennsylvania or Kentucky and bring it here and set it up in their backyard. But we are going to make furniture out of it. And there's something really gorgeous out of that wood, uh, both in traditional furniture and in modern furniture. See, the styles, I think people 
typecast us a little bit for rustic stuff. Exactly. That, when you just said modern, <laughs> I looked at you like, what? Like, modern? what? What? You have that puppy dog look like when yes. you're... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, modern furniture looks great with reclaimed wood. Uh, we've been doing s- what, what I like to call organic modern, where we're taking these woods, we're cleaning them up quite a bit, but there's, there's a lot of story in that wood, uh, whether it's cracks and blemishes or the fact that this wood was you know, ancient. A lot of the early growth lumber looks better right. than the newer stuff you can get. Well, and the blonde wood and the lighter woods are coming back. Mm-hmm. And so I could see that with the mid-century modern type of yeah. home, um, all natural. I love that. I mean, in, in most of the spaces that are transitioning into modern, they still, uh, unlike in the, you know, in the, in the mid-century modern era, they had these formicas and things that were kind of new to them at the time. Exactly. We're, we're in a, a point now in technology where most of the materials aren't changing. It's just the style. I'm not going to throw, you know, shag carpet down and, and make mid-century modern furniture look like it did we've moved past that and now we're getting into this european modern thing where things are a little bit cleaner people are more minimalist they want wide open entertainment spaces and things so we've been doing huge center islands uh we just posted one on instagram last night that was uh uh five foot by 16 foot uh mixed hardwood reclaimed countertop and then concrete countertops around the kitchen so it it brought warmth and it brought story and it brought something unique to the place where people probably gather the most out of any room in the house, especially when you're entertaining, you know, everybody gathers in the kitchen. So yeah. Um, in modern spaces, especially modern furniture desks, you know, a lot of restaurants that we do stuff for planters, we're doing very modern designs with these organic textures that kind of only reclaimed wood can provide. So when you find this wood, you tear down the barns. I'm sure it's just not you and two of your, (laughs) <laughs> employees no, no, we've out got, there. Yeah, we've got crews back there taking taking care of it. In, or, in order, people ask me a lot of times when they look at a barn, they say, how much do you think that's worth? I said, nothing until it's actually taken down and palletized and we know how much well, lumber that, that's going to That be. was my next question. What percentage of the barn wood can you keep? I'm sure a lot of that needs to be thrown away. It's cracked. It's got bugs, termites. I don't know. It depends on how creative you want to get about saving it because okay. there are ways to... You know, you've seen a lot of those resin tables and you've seen a lot of yes. those. So Barnwood makes a really great, you know, medium for that kind of build because there's huge crevices and cracks and things that you can But epoxies and things like that are not the least expensive thing in the world. So we are pretty selective about the lumber, especially as of late, um, because as things are trending, people want to have good looking, cleaner surfaces. So we're having to take this stuff down and and mill it into a, a more perfect form than we did before. So you, you will just pretty much take almost the whole barn and almost, then it yeah. just depends, like you said, what, how creative you're going to be with that, that would you, you call it lumber? Yeah. I call is. it barn wood. You call Reclaim, it lumber. Reclaimed lumber, Reclaim barn wood, lumber. However, whatever you want to call See it. See that? It's I'm learning something here. Beautiful. That. Now we also do live edge slabs. Oh, that's true. Um, so I'll bring in truckloads of that. We, we, uh, get big trees back East in, you know, Iowa, Kentucky, Pennsylvania. Uh, there are portions of the United States where there's some really great, you know, inner city trees that fall over during storms or there's tornadoes or people are clearing different sections of the property for a house. And so they'll take these onesie twosie little trees to local sawyers. And so I will pick those up. Uh, we'll kiln dry them or air dry them down, bring them back here, get them even drier in Arizona. And so we have some pretty massive uh, slabs, a pretty 
huge inventory. That's awesome. I love that. So I want you to kind of tell me a story that pops in your head just about, I don't know, any story that you went back east, maybe you missed your flight three times, you go to see this <laughs> barn, you heard it was great, and it was painted. Uh, oh, we've got painted. so many of these. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I so. know my, uh, my business partner has one. He went out to Pennsylvania. We were looking at, uh, at a really beautiful old barn, and he had, uh, he had wanted to pick up several of these big beams from this particular property, and he went out there in the wintertime. It was the only time that he could go, and it was arctic i mean it was super cold below zero and he's out in the middle of nowhere doing you know looking at this barn and he was so cold and his hands were so cold that he didn't feel uh when he had cut himself there in the barn i mean he just had no idea and he's just you know bleeding in this barn in the middle like you're bleeding a lot are you okay (laughs) (laughs) we're not used to this cold here (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh we're from phoenix so that's not in our vocabulary that word right Um, but uh, another time um specifically that was really neat we we have this one material here that we call speckled black speckled gray we have one speckled white yeah you have some of that in your shop yep i love it so what that is, is uh, old horse fences from Kentucky. They're typically oak fences, and they're all like one by sixes. And what they'll do is after the fence is, is so old or it you know, looks a little shabby and they want it. If, I don't know if you've ever been to that part of Lexington, but the, the horse ranches and things there where they raise race horses for like the Kentucky Derby, they're sprawling, amazing ranches with these, I mean, just miles and miles of fence. fences. Right. So when that starts to look shabby, they replace it. And uh, so we'll come in and we'll take that. Sorry, that's me tapping my foot there on some of this wood. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we'll go in and we'll tear out all these fences and bring the lumber back here and sell it as speckled black, speckled gray, and speckled white. Well, we've taken out probably about a thousand miles of fence to this to this date. Just so much fence. and one time, one of the crews was out there. They were digging up all the fence posts and stuff. And there was human skulls in there from the Civil War. Really? Uh, yeah. In fact, one time, uh, one of the skulls that they found, you know, had a rifle shot through the head. And so you're seeing this history firsthand. I mean, Civil War era, you know, stuff coming up out of the ground. And, uh, you know, typically they'll call archaeological I was about to say, people do you have when to that call? stuff yes. happens. But there's a lot of them back there. So it's not anything right. new for the archaeologist. Um, there was another one that they found, though, that had an arrowhead through the skull. Oh, my gosh. And so we're not sure that that's exactly Civil War. I mean, it's it's basically like early America settler time, you know. Right. <laughs> so that, That's awesome. But me as a picker, I'm thinking, do you get to keep that skull with the arrowhead through its head? You know, I that wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. But now thinking about <laughs> it, you know, that would be an interesting um, the only person I think I've ever heard of collecting skulls is what Michael Jackson. I'm not sure oh. he's doing so good these no. days. So, no, no, uh, no. <laughs> but hey, there are a lot of people that like skulls. Yeah, I yeah, mean, certainly. That's that's very cool. I I'm not going to be um, a picker of skulls, but w- one of the cool things about going to these barns and these and these places that they're usually uh, not well kept is they've collapsed in on things. So sometimes things are hidden in the barns, and I'll find some of the coolest stuff, uh, whether it's just a, a piece of you know, a, a pulley or a, a weird hinge that they had or some old piece of farm equipment that's Oh, ancient. yeah, you don't have to tell me. That's, I mean, that's what I love. I love yeah. going into old barns and finding the amazing picks in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we did a we did a trip one time to Iowa, and I went out to this uh, an Amish man's barn. He, I said, you know, we're looking for some more items that we're going to throw into our kind of our junker pile, the place where we have a lot of pickers that come through here and pick some of the stuff we had from our barn finds. You've been here before yes. doing that. Yep. So um, I, he said, well, I have a I have a place up there. You come and visit me. And my wife's from Cedar Rapids, and so we we drove from her parents' house one time when I went out there and went to this this super wonderful family and went into his barn. And what he meant as a barn is probably, I don't know, six, 7,000 square feet or oh so gosh. of <laughs> lofted barn. Awesome. And it was floor to ceiling, uh, ready to go barnwood, uh, old milk cans, windows and doors and trim and old farm equipment. I mean, the place was like, I mean, it was like a very well organized hoarder. Right, but yes. <laughs> we love hoarders yeah. and we love organized hoarders. We did cleared you, out the barn. I was about I to mean, say, did you get pretty everything? Much, yeah, we did it in about two semi truckloads of stuff, and it looked like the Beverly Hillbillies on steroids coming <laughs> down the freeway. There was <laughs> did Emmy go with you there? We had buggies. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I have pictures from when we went, and there was old Amish buggies and carts and stuff. And that's awesome. We've we've gone through just about the majority of it. Well, at this a point, lot of pickers, including myself, we've made relationships with a lot of these people. So once mm-hmm. you go out there, like you said, this family was a really nice family. You go out there, you meet them. Next thing you know, you're having dinner with them. Then do any people call you back? Because they'll sometimes. All the time. Okay. Because yeah. that happens in, in my picker life. I meet somebody and then they'll call me back. Maybe it could be six months to two years later. And say, we have this, we have that. Why don't you come out and look at it? So that happens with you as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife was at uh, I don't I don't remember how it happened, but she happened upon a lady who said, "Yeah, I have some collectibles. If you'd like to come over to the house and check them out." And she was trying to build up her barnwood wife line, like some little tchotchkes and things that she had. And they went to this lady's house, and it's just cram full of this stuff. It's just. You know, picking gold. And your heart hurts. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee she walked in there and her heart uh-huh. was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly because the way it is. It is fun. fun. And everything has a story. And so, like, when people come into our cafe and they see the barn wood on the mm-hmm. walls, I always tell them that it is a, we call it pepper. I say, I tell them it's from Iowa because that's where it's from. But I say it's a, I don't, I just say it's a pepper, um, peppered wood. What do you call it? Pepper speckle? Speckle? Well, yeah, our speckled black stuff is from Kentucky. We have some siding and stuff that's been from Iowa. We've had some other tobacco barns and things that have come from Kentucky and Tennessee. I think mine's from Iowa. That's what I tell everybody, Thomas. Well, it's entirely possible. Okay. I don't remember every state that your stuff is from. Okay. But, hey, I won't hold it against you. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been telling people this for like four years now that it is speckled peppered from Iowa. Okay. You know, everybody loves a story, right? So these stories are are they're amazing do you guys ever go out there and lose a load um do they fall off the trucks ever or when you come back here you know scorpions in between and i mean well we have scorpions in arizona but the stuff that lives back east uh curls up and dies when it comes here because it's so dry (laughs) i do remember we did have a squirrel that looked really confused when he got here one time (laughs) no are you serious oh yeah yeah we had this red squirrel the big old bushy-tailed squirrel that you would oh. not find in Arizona that uh, that was out here on the corner. I, I wish I had a picture of it because his face was like, uh, it, yeah. it was like, it was like someone waking up after a drunken stupor going, oh my gosh. where did I just wake up? Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was here today? Yeah. 115? Now you have squirrel noises. You should have thrown that in the background. Oh, I should have when done that. We, <laughs> yeah. 
That was, that's incredible. Gosh. I don't know how you do that. Well, you have cricket sounds. Oh, hold on. Got something in my teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two of us together were so talented. Yeah, this we're is talented. we should have a podcast. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should do that. Weird noises by, uh, it'd have to be Nancy yeah. and Thomas, not there Thomas and Nancy. Perfect. So, um, all right. So a lot of times when people come here, do you tell them the stories behind the wood or is that yeah. kind of hard? In, in some cases, I can tell them the exact barn it came from. Um, not with everything. Some of our woods are a mixture of things that we've collected. So like, for instance, when people want a gray wall, one barn might be gray. Another barn might be a darker gray. Another barn might be. So we have what we call our tobacco barn gray, which is a mixture of grays from tobacco barns in Kentucky and Tennessee. Um, and sometimes other portions of the South. And when it's all mixed together, it gives us a consistency so they can know that they're going to get a wall that looks basically exactly like it does on so our So when they come into um, the shop, the, the showroom, the yard, um, do they get to pick out their own wood? They certainly are welcome to, yeah. Okay. Hopefully there's no squirrels. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no crazy vengeful squirrels or okay. anything like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, yeah. is, that is really funny. I wonder where that squirrel is today. I'm, I'm not sure. Might be living under yeah. um, the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Um, so they'll they'll come in here. They'll pick out their wood. You guys will install it at their house as well. Yeah. So a lot of people come in here to do their the little craft things. And th- I mean, you'll have people that come in for taxidermy. You'll have people that come in for a little sign for their weddings, or you'll have people that'll come in for. Uh, you know, to make their own furniture. There's a huge DIY crowd that comes here to get just a few pieces of wood because they want to do this on the side. They want to make their own barn door. They want to do their own things. In fact, we've even done uh, free demos here at the shop, some of them extremely well attended, showing them how to build some of these projects. Um, But they'll come in, they'll select their wood and go out that way, or we also offer milling services for them. So if they want to do their wall, but they don't have the machines to plane it, you know, straight line it, get it ready to go, and they just want to use their chop saw and their air nailer, uh, we'll mill it for them, make right. wall materials. Or we can manufacture the whole thing from scratch, and they can come pick it up, take it away, or we can deliver it or install it. It's really just about as involved or uninvolved as they want us to be. So how do you feel about people painting barn wood? Do you have a problem with that? No. Um, so the cool thing about painting barn wood is that you have all these roughs on textures and stuff on the outside. You have cracks and blemishes. So if you're going for a, a kind of cleaner country look, but you want all that texture, go for it. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no rules it, regarding barn wood and what's appropriate and what's right. not. It's, it's whatever it's, you like. And I've noticed now the trend is I'm seeing in a lot of houses people that are painting all their barn wood black. Have you seen that? Well, black's been popular. Um, yeah. Black and white are always going to be popular. They're so neutral, you can put anything up against them. Um, I've I've not had a ton of experience with people doing black paint themselves. Uh, however, we've been doing a lot of what we call shosugiban. Excuse uh, me? Shosugiban, which oh. is a Japanese technique <laughs> where you actually burn the wood. Now, originally, shosugiban was done in cedar. But we do it in oak and sassafras and several other things here that look really cool. And you're basically charring the wood to a black. Wow. You can still see all the wood grain, see all these char marks. And then we'll, we'll actually do an overspray uh, of a urethane to bind it so that you don't get a bunch of carbon you know, right. falling off. That I was wondering but, how the, what the finish is mm-hmm. on it. But then. what's really neat about that black is instead of like a latex paint where it just looks like someone 
painted their wall. Uh, this has depth. It has texture, and it's it's a little hard to know what it is until you get really up close to it. So it's got a really neat texture. So you got a little design behind your uh, methods too, correct? Oh my goodness, yes. In fact, that's why I created Thomas Porter Creative, which that is on Instagram as well. Okay. I'm trying to show people that we do a lot more than just barn wood and just metal and just concrete. We we do provide design services too, and we come up with some really cool ideas. Well, so. and you know, <clears throat> like you said in the beginning, when you think about barn wood, you think about rustic. Mm-hmm. And it's not just rustic. We talked about mid-century. We talked about the live edge, um, which is a huge thing. And, you know, a lot of times people will say, do you think you could throw barn wood um, on the floor? And I'm, as I'm sitting in this cabin and I'm looking down, this is old barn wood. Mm-hmm. This is, is this the original floor that came from this cabin? No. Unfortunately, the, the floor that was originally in this was... Uh was just destroyed it was not worth saving and so what what you're standing on is actually a two and a half inch thick loblolly pine tongue and groove flooring from an industrial building in maine oh so (laughs) we still we got history still here oh yes yeah this is certainly a reclaimed floor but uh i wanted to shore this up we're in a commercial location i want to make sure we had something really strong the floor that was originally in this cabin was made from you know one inch thick boards at a diagonal and then they had other flooring that they had done over the years and patchworked and it was not in good shape it was not worth right. saving but every joist every beam everything else is all original so. well if anybody wants to come down and visit porter barnwood their address is 901 south 7th street that's phoenix arizona 85034 and you're open how many days a week we're here six days a week we're here monday through friday from 9 a.m to 4 p.m and on saturdays from 10 to 2. okay and i know that a lot of times you guys will have um in your yard you'll do some fun outdoor uh picking as in picking with your we have our cabin concerts whenever i'm i'm a bluegrass picker i play music and i write music and I love bluegrass and 1940s music. Well, so I haven't two found kinds of pickers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I listen to 40s music and I, I play bluegrass. Okay. <laughs> but because I have such a big love for acoustic music, I do bring artists in here as they're coming through town. A lot of friends back east and they're coming through to say, hey, can we set up a concert at Porter Barnwood? And it's great sound. We have a fantastic PA. We set them up on the porch of the cabin. Uh, we line up maybe about 100, 130 chairs in the in the showroom, move everybody's desks out of the way, and we have these really cool house concerts. We just had one a few weeks ago uh, with David Parmerly and Cardinal Tradition. But then once a year, I do kind of an open house, crazy party, bluegrass festival thing. That's, Outside. Yes. That's the one I was going to say. That's yeah. coming up on November 2nd. And we There's bring in food. Mm-hmm, yeah. Food tents. trucks all the way around. We've got uh, woodworkers groups that come here and do demos we're showing some stuff off in the shop our blacksmith is out there doing some demo stuff awesome it's just a big open house party customer appreciation bluegrass festival foodie dream and that's going to be when november 2nd that will be this this coming november 2nd from about 10 a.m until 8 p.m or or people decide to leave (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll play as long free parking free admission uh no rsvp necessary people just show up there's uh we have several parking lots north of us that we own, and then there's a ton of street parking. Um, so, yeah, it's a good time. So I have to ask this question because Lenny and I always wonder, the lady across the street, did she sell her house ever or is she still? Oh, goodness, those two little houses yes. across from our ironwork yes. shop. So there's 
they're they're rented out by people. Um, Come on, tell them to get lost so you could get that property. Yeah, someday. Someday. You know, we've, we've got a lot of properties w- around here to maintain. I know, but I want, <laughs> I want to go through the house. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what's in there. All right. All right. Right? Remember that. Okay. Nancy gets to pick first. Deal. Deal? Yep. All righty. Well, I appreciate you telling us some stories about how you find this fabulous lumber. Yes. Thanks for using some of it in your cute little store. Yes. Yep. I love it. And I actually have some in my house too. And I wish I could have all my floors done. Um, I did see real quick. um, I think it was in Sedona that you guys posted. I don't know if it was an office, but the floors looked amazing. Thanks. And and then there was a matching table, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that. So that was, you like we said earlier, you go ahead and you do business all around, yeah, not we, just in Phoenix. Yeah, we did three whole home remodels last year. Uh, or no, this year, wasn't it? Was it this last? Well, within the last 12 months, we've done three different whole home remodels from start to finish. That's awesome. And then there's so many restaurants we do, huge TI projects and stuff. So whether someone's coming to do a little craft or they want us to come in and demo and, and make a whole new place for them, we kind of fill that gap well, and then awesome. some. Well, awesome. Any other stories that pop up that you think are interesting and funny? I mean, did you guys ever go to a cabin oh, gosh, and, yeah. or a barn and people are like, uh, yeah, no, we're, we decided we didn't want to sell this. After you <laughs> got on an airplane, you flew there. Like you said, you go through the snow. Yep. I've had that happen before. I got burned uh, in Ohio one time. I had gone to this guy's place. He had really cool stuff. Old trunks. There was uh, boxes with different people's names on them. There was all these little antiques and things. And at the time, that was super hot. And I was picking up as many as I could. And so I went to his place, uh, coordinated a whole load, picked out a ton of stuff, uh, gave him a deposit, uh, I, I sent an entire truck to go pick all this stuff up. And uh, when the truck got there, he wasn't. Oh. And uh, it was a big problem. I had to figure out another place for my truck to go so I didn't have to pay for that truck. But I did not get the stuff that I needed from that guy. I got, I got hosed. Um, but I obviously, you don't pay in advance anything. You don't, you don't want to pay a full amount in advance, right. not when you're picking up that kind of a load. But... Um, that was that was a sting. I mean, I didn't do really well. I had another guy who was just starting out in Barnes too, where I had uh, coordinated a load. He was supposed to get me X amount of barn wood out of these barns. He was, you know, we had all prearranged. I sent him a deposit. He's, like, I'm running out of money. I need more money. You know, oh type gosh. of thing. It's one of those, and I was kicking myself because I, you know, I knew I should be working with someone who knew what they were doing more. Right. But that was the early days. I've learned a lot. Since I was about then. to say that was probably early that is on. Not now. Um, I've, I've gone through a little bit of a school of hard knocks, learning those lessons the hard way, but I've had some really, I have this really great, uh, supplier in, uh, Kentucky and he's, he's so great. Uh, I went out and visited him one time and he's got a real thick Southern accent. He's just hilarious. I remember one time. Can we hear his Southern accent? You got it? I can try. Oh, there you go. So he goes, uh, he goes, hi, Mr. Thomas. I, I got, uh, I got some of them, uh, red candlestick and boards with pretty Latin on it. Excuse I said, me? huh? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I, you know, them candlestick and boards are pretty Latino. And I said, Bob, this is a, this is a pretty Latina means something completely different out here. Then <laughs> do you mean it's got a pretty patina on it? And he, he says, he said, yeah, yeah. I said, okay. He's hilarious. We were out one time. It, he used to drive trucks and uh, take loads of lumber and things away. And he said, hey, I've got this load out here. 
I was just more like, hi, Mr. Thomas, I got this load out here for you. And I said, okay, I'll come check it out. And I, I flew out there because it was a load of rough sawn cherry, beautiful cherry, six quarter. There must have been 25, 30,000 board feet of it out oh there, my gosh. And, which is a couple truckloads right. of cherry. So, uh, Is cherry a hardwood? Yes, okay. cherry is a hardwood. And it's very gorgeous, especially the stuff that's old. And this, was, uh, this had been sitting out for decades, I mean, for a long time. So I asked him what the scoop was. He said, well... When I was trucking, when I was younger, we went out to uh, Johnny Cash and Mel Tillis had houses right next to each other mm-hmm. in Clark's. Bum. And so he said, we went out there and there was a sawyer at the time that was cutting up all that lumber and turning it into uh, lumber for you know sale. He cut up all these cherry trees from their, their lot and some other stuff. And we trucked it out and took it over to his shop. His business went under. And it this stuff had sat there for... 25 30 years just outside just sitting out air drying no okay. it was in a in a covered area or whatever but it was all sticker stacked like it's supposed to be okay so it could air dry and this stuff had been drying forever uh and so it was gorgeous stuff and he said hit i've found the guy that bought this property they're going to get rid of all the wood you want to buy all this wood and it's not barn wood it's not my usual thing but like heck yeah i want some johnny cash cherry heck so yeah. that's what we called it and uh i've only met johnny cash one time i was driving uh at a, his other house, uh, which is actually near Memphis. And uh, I, so we were driving by and we're like, hey, that's Johnny Cash's house. We should take a picture in front of it. And then here he comes in his bathrobe to come get the mail. I was about to say, <laughs> to he's coming out to get the mail. At the street. And he's like, yeah, you want a picture? Okay. You know. Did it, you get a picture? Yeah. Yeah. In his bathrobe? Uh, he was in his bathrobe, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so who was with you at that time? Oh, I had a friend that was traveling in the Southwest at the time. And Do you I was, still have that photo? Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere oh my God, that deep, is so. awesome. Yeah. That is very, very so that's cool. So our Johnny Cash Cherry and then how I got burned in my early days of Barnwood. Right. So. Burned in Barnwood. I like it. Yep. <laughs> well, well, I think we've all learned our lessons certain ways. I mean, I've gone to places and I found this fabulous room full of stuff. And the lady's like, yep, go ahead and pick whatever you want. So I spent hours in there pulling out all the things that I want and I stack them and then she comes in the room she goes I don't want to sell that I don't want to sell that I don't want to sell that and I'm thinking I just spent two and a half hours in this small cluttered little dusty room and I you know sometimes I'd wear a little mask over my nose because it's so bad in some of these places and I honestly I probably walked out of that room with maybe 15 things and those weren't my top 15 things but yeah I was like oh my gosh so now when I go in I say before I pick I say is there anything that's off limits that you don't want me to pick and they'll say yes or no because yeah I mean that's that's for me two and a half hours three hours in a little room I got I got a lot of stuff going on in my life I don't have time to be picking and someone to say no nope that's not for sale yep I know it sounds kind of Weird, but I'm busy. Hey, it's, I need, I it's need, work. Yeah. It's business. It's, it's you want to do it right, and you want to make money out of it. That's, That's right. what you do. That's right. So, well, thank you again for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll end this on this little happy note of happy picking, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.